episode of Chatty Broads with Becca and Jess. Oh, that didn't... Oh, damaged cans. <laughs> and then it's always scary to, like, push your finger through because you're so afraid scared. you're going to get, like, I'm, lacerated. I'm that I'm going to, like, kill, like, ruin my fingers. Guys, we have um, oh, God. damaged cans here, and this is, you know, this is an abomination. It's, truly. like, swollen. Mm-hmm. And so when we tried to punch it open... Uh, I should have asked for a discount. This is, like, you bought, like, a computer and it's dented. It's all awkward. You know, we, this is probably we went through some elevation, maybe to get here. Maybe we went through the Rockies because it was, you know, that's where they make it. It's in the Rockies, right? Yeah. <laughs> or is that BL smoothies? That, no, I don't think any of this is made in Colorado. All of this is that's just made Coors. in in some warehouse in the valley. He's currently bashing his beer in order to get it. I'm using and my there's phone no to way bash that, it. Is now. it working? Oh, not bad. Okay. I recommend it. I recommend it. Use your phone. Yeah. What's up, bro? Dude, um, how are you? Not much. I'm good, dude. I had some nice event. Uh, some things happen. Happy things happen. What are happy things? I shot an 87 again. Oh, you mean in the, okay? He's talking about golf. Personal things. Yeah, he's talking about I golf. Shot an, I shot an 87. That's great. But my first nine, best front nine I've ever played. I got wow. shot a 40. And this is a straight up. This is a par. This is a normal par. Normal par. 72. Normal with, par 72. With par fives and fours mm-hmm. and the whole deal. And you shot, an, Dog you legs. shot in the 80s. I shot a 40 on the front nine. Whoa, you guys. He's doing better. That was I big. love that. I opened birdie par par par. No gimmies. No. No mulligans. No pull it out of the trees. I had a breakfast ball my first drive. That's fine. I'm, I'm cool with I the breakfast ball. I had breakfast ball after and the rest of the game was just clean. So you, weren't, you, weren't, you weren't pushing any lies, nothing. You were hitting no. it out where it let where it lay. Then I had two double bogeys, and that was That's, where my my four over came right, from. Right, right. But I was like, wow. "What the fuck?" We were. I was on a serious That's heater. That's a serious heater. Yeah, back nine. It was, it, you know, some people are back nine people. Some people are front nine people. What it was was is like in baseball, if someone's pitching a no hitter, you can't acknowledge it. No, no, no. The second you become aware that you're doing good is the second that everything starts to go That's downhill. That's where I was like, okay, I'm going to try to... Ca- if I carry this into the back nine, I'm going to hit low 80s. And I was like, that was my thought process. And then I was like, right. I have to stop doing this. Now, this is, brings an interesting conversation about golf, right? So golf has become a, a phenomenon the last mm-hmm. couple of years, especially during COVID. Before, golf was an old man sport. Now everyone plays golf. And for you, you out like, there, you only played with your dad. Exactly. That was like how I grew up. I played like three times a year with my dad, but my whole life. Right. But what's interesting is I'm sure talking to the broads right now, there's a lot of broads out there who you're probably rolling your eyes right now going like, oh my God, tell me about it. He won't stop golfing. Well, it's... And pro- I would imagine a lot of people are like, what's the deal with this golf thing? Like I used to have a partner and now I don't. Now they just golf. You just you you learn so much about yourself playing golf. Oh, so it's more of a therapy thing. So you should okay. It really, yeah. I mean, you can't play a good game like out of control. You know what I mean? Right. You have to be like so centered. Yes. And in like doing, it's like you have to think about. You have to be very intentional with what you're trying to do. But then when you when the moment comes, you have to like do nothing. Right. 
You, you have to, you have you to be nothing. You have to be water. It, you approach it saying, I'm going to do this extraordinary thing. And then when it comes time to it, you just go like, you say things to yourself like, there is no ball. There is no me. There is, I am. Nothing I matters. Am the you, wind. you become a nihilist. Yeah. And you just, you feel nothing when you, when you hit it. And then <laughs> you don't even lift your head to look. You just, you focus just on the connection and it'll just go where it goes. So to give you guys some peace, I, let me, from a, from And a, then you're Euro stepping in, you know? Right. So I am a golfer as well, as well as Grayson is. And I was a golfer before COVID hit. And it's a bummer for me because I used to be able to golf all the time. No problems getting tee times and all that stuff. Now it's hard. Now it's impossible. Because everyone's gotten in, into golf. Now, for you out there who have golfers who are your partner in life, I just want to say I'm sorry mm-hmm. on behalf of all of us. It is an addiction. It is a problem. Um, now, you're probably wondering, hey, before COVID, they never liked golf. Now, all of a sudden, they're obsessed with golf. What is it about golf? Should we maybe shed some light on like what it is about golf yeah. that makes it so addicting? Yes, I'd like to do that. Okay. What is it for you? Evan? For me... It's the perfect combination of all things that you want when it comes to an enjoyable experience. Mm-hmm. A bit of competition, mm-hmm. a bit of athlet- a bit of athleticism, mm-hmm. leisure. Mm-hmm. You're, you're eating, you're hanging out. It's a nature. You're mm-hmm. outside. Uh, drinking. So you're relaxing, you're having drinks. Companionship. Mm-hmm. You're hanging out with people, you're having a conversation. Like name another experience that has all that. There's also isolation. Isolation. It's calm. So that's the thing is it, it, I think it's addicting for people. And I think if you're not a golfer, you don't get it. You're like, that's, that's like some shit my grandpa did. Like what possibly could you want about this? All those things are a part of it. And it's extremely addicting because of that. Whereas if you, let's say, go surfing, you're like, it's, it's highly athletic and you're in nature, but not super communal depending on what's going on. It's very immersive. You have to get in the water and it's like kind of a lot, you know, um, any other experience is not, doesn't have this many things that the box no, ticks. And so it's very addicting. It's and true. then if you, and you can kind of start getting a little better at it. And then once you start getting better at it, the experience becomes massively more enjoyable. Well, I think everything heightens because there's re- extreme highs and lows in golf. Because ultimately, you're competing against yourself at the end of the day. So, But there's another element when you go with the friends. Totally. Where now it's on. Now you're betting. Yeah, it betting becomes a whole thing. I am always trying to push people to make bets on the course, but they don't ever... Some A lot of my friends don't really want to bet. Becca's dad likes to bet on the golf course. I'll tell you who likes to bet. People who know they'll beat other people. Yeah. you're probably out with some friends who aren't as good as you and they're like i don't know why they don't want to bet two of them who i want to entice into betting but they're like no we're too responsible to do that they only bet when we're like playing poker where they're like they're confident they're more confident yeah but you know becca's dad will, will play he just wants to bet on golf so he'll like he'll he has like all these different betting games he plays with his buddies right on the course of like um, I forget one, but it's like a point. There's, always, there's, there's, a, a, there's a point based one. Old where guys you get have like, way too many games. You get like 81 points throughout the whole thing and like strokes reduce your points and like all it's this stuff. It's way too really technical. Wild. You're like at the end of the day, it's like who wins and who loses. There's wins a lot money. of aspects. They have like a whole spread for the for the 18. It's over the top. Anyway, I'm always that's like, the let's golf just spiel. throw two bucks a hole on and we'll just see what happens. I don't, I can't stand it when people are making it all technical. Anyway, that's just, just to give you a little bit of like understanding when it comes to the golf thing. Uh, it is immersive and 
weirdly addicting. I remember well, before I ever golfed, I thought it was like some weird old man sport. And then my friend took me and it clicked. And so just know that I will say this. If your partner is thinking about getting into golf, do your best to not let them do it because they will become addicted to it. I can but almost guarantee it's great it. for personal growth at the same time. Like I find the whole, the whole process of trying to improve your game of golf is like very meditative and it's very like you people who are good at golf. No one's just like naturally like no one just naturally plays very well. Like huh. you'll have people like have like, Oh, like a natural swing. Like Speak they'll have yourself, a pretty good but shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like anyone who's anyone who's like, like getting like good numbers pretty consistently right. like golf. mid low 80s like they've put time in right like serious time right into and all these aspects now here's another thing i will say either try to prevent them from golfing or you get into golfing or get into golf with them because that would be the ultimate could you imagine if our partners okay. wanted to golf with us like if becca was just like let's go golf together if jess said to me i've been golfing a ton i'm pretty good let i want to golf together like, listen, Jess is the woman of my dreams, but there is one area that would put her onto a whole nother level, and that is if she golfed. Be so I mean, sick. it would literally... See, some a lot of people are like, no, I, that's my time. No. Now you have the ultimate okay to golf all the time. Mm -hmm. I want to golf with like you. It. Are you kidding me? We can do this now? Let's go to the driving range. We'll oh, get lessons. Oh, here's the ultimate one. You know, because this is the ultimate doghouse. This is the husband doghouse move of the century you're on vacation you're in a place where there's nice courses and just middle of the day you go hey babe is it cool if i go golf you're in you're, it's just like it's it's a selfish move because you're gonna go away for five hours five hours but if she was like hey let's go golf that together. sounds like a great idea unbelievable so we you. recommend that that's now, a move a real winner here's how you know when you have a real winner and i don't think either me or evan does is when they will um, just accompany you and read a book in the golf cart. <laughs> Jessa said she wants to do that. Really? Yes. Wow. She, we haven't done that yet, but she's like, I totally come with you golfing. She's like, I'll sit there, read a book, hang out, drink some, drink some Becca, seltzers. Becca, I expect more. Um, so I got to start using that. You know, I got in trouble she, on the yeah. last episode because we talked about our secret pooping of non-pooping, just going in there for some me time. Oh yeah. She didn't know. Dude, she just wait. Like what brought world it up. is she living in? Where she she, just, does, she thinks your poops take forty minutes? She brought it up this morning, where she's like, "I know all about like your like like not pooping when you say your pooping thing." You're like, I listen I, to the you're episode. like, I assumed you knew. I was like, "You're like, I'm not that constipated." <laughs> I don't know if I said anything. I don't know if I said anything. You at all. didn't confirm or deny. I didn't exactly. I was like, <laughs> "I'm shocked she didn't know." I just did one of those like. She just thought you had like irritable bowel syndrome. No, I think she honestly thought I was pooping. Wow. No, Jess knew. Jess has always known. She's just like, I, I know it doesn't take 37 minutes to poop. <laughs> like, I Sometimes, can hear videos. I can hear like... There are, rare, there are rare times though when like you just know you're not done and you just have to sit there. And you're like, babe, I'm sorry. It's just woof. It's so rare. Well, I'm struggling but there are, today. There's that time. But we like to pretend like it's every time. <laughs> it's definitely not every time. Um, Few and far between. So the other astonishing and amazing thing that happened in my life was I went on both the new Star Wars rides. <sighs> okay, let's talk about this. You guys, um, he, we're referring to Disneyland in California, Anaheim. Mm -hmm. There are two Disneyland rides. 
Uh-huh. Um, there is the one that's the Millennium Falcon, and there's the one that is the Rise of the Rise of the Rebellion. No, the Millennium Falcon ride Whack. is extremely cool. It's okay, but it's just a ride, man. It's a regular ride. I was it's, I was very unimpressed. I was pretty unimpressed. I was like, wait, this is it? Yeah. It's like you're participating, but you're not really participating. You're pressing some buttons. It was fun. It it's was okay. it now. was okay. It's like Back to the Future. Yeah, the line's great. It all looks cool. You could see the Millennium Falcon, yeah. all this stuff. Rise, Rise of the of, Empire. Rise of the Rebellion. Rise of the Rebellion is unbelievable. It's the greatest ride experience I've ever had in my life. Like yes. outside of being a little kid going mm-hmm. to Disneyland for the first time at like five, like four, like three to five years old. This was the best. This was like being that age again. I think I was like eyes popping out. It transfers you back. Like giddy the whole fucking time. Think about going on that ride when you're 12. That would be. Oh, it's especially if all the adults, if all the adults are like, what? You guys, this ride isn't even a ride. It's a ride within an experience. They turn. Okay. You know, in, in like, um, oh my God, in a night at the Roxbury when they're like, what if the whole time you're waiting outside the club, right? you're in the club, right? <laughs> right. That's what this ride it's is. It's actually exactly what the ride it's is. It literally is. The whole time you think you're about to get on the ride and then you're like, wait, there's, I'm not on the ride yet. They turn the line experience into like this whole introduction to the ride. So they start what they do, which is genius. And we're not going to give it away, but they, you're standing in a normal line. And then all of a sudden they take like 50 people from the line and you're like, oh, like it's going to be like Tower of Terror or something where like, or like the Haunted Mansion where you all just you get, get into this big you hub into, You together. get into the ship thing and then you think the ship is the ride. Well, yeah, that's what you think you're getting onto it. Like, like, um, Tower, like Tower of Terror where yeah. like you're all just oh, in the room you're probably going to do drop. something. But then they like, they just like flip the switch where it's like, you think like, oh, we're getting into this bus and like. It's, they're just going to open the doors on the other side, but like somehow the thing moves and opens into like a room like you had no clue existed and you're full yeah. blown on the set of Star Wars. You're in. No, you're not on the set of Star Wars. You're in Star yeah, you're Wars. In it. And it's not animatronics. It's like a full cast of people. People. And through that you're like and there you like and they turn that of like you're being ushered by the empire the like ride, through a ship you're like what the fuck half the ride is not even on the ride no it's just it's the getting line. to the ride you're in line and you're freaking out they immerse you in the world of star wars uh, here's it's another like, thing i'll say about it it's the first ride i've ever been on where it doesn't feel like it's actually catered to kids no like every other ride feels like okay kids would enjoy this i feel like if anything ember doesn't get it ember's kind of like oh that's cool she likes it but like when you're our age and or all you know all like 20s to 40 and you grew up on star wars it's literally like oh my god like this is this is an adult ride like it's designed for adults to have an experience the only thing i would say like thinking about that the only thing that disappoints me is that it is the new star wars that the cast that we're interacting with isn't like the OG. Sure. That's my only thing. Sure, but yeah. But at some point you got to like. It's very hard yeah. to pick a thing because but you're like. Dude, man. If you guys ever get to go to California Disneyland, you got to go on It's this literally ride. like being in the movies. Like it's crazy. It is insane. I couldn't believe it. The first time we went on it, you know, we've all been on rides at Six Flags and Disneyland. And, you know, in general, if you're in your 30s at this point, you've been on a lot of roller coasters and rides and whatever. I remember like the first time I went on that, like my mind was, I remember getting off being like, what just happened? Dude, we were, we were literally like laughing 
like just giggling and laughing the whole time because we was were Becca like a Star Wars kid. Yeah, she okay. was a massive. Star okay, Wars so that's kid. that's another part of it too. Is like if you have an emotional connection to Star Wars, it's huge. Becca was big into Star Wars, and of all things, 1984, the book. Oh wait, she was really into the book. Do you know 1984? Like two plus two equals five. What is, well, no, I don't, 1984, is that a sci-fi thing or is that? Yeah, it's kind of sci-fi. Oh, no, I don't. It's like a sci-fi future. No, I don't know. George Orwell. Wait, oh, yeah, the George Orwell book. Mm-hmm. Okay, I was thinking, like, I was thinking like a TV government. show or something. Yes, okay, yes, I know the book, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, Animal Farm, okay, yes. I, I thought you were like 19, I, for some reason my brain was thinking like Stranger Things or something. No. I was like, is that some, No, Got so it. she was like massively into that. Got it. Like had like a club. Got it. Made like 1984 shirts. Oh, wow. She's a little Those bit books are really amazing and addictive. Nerd. Nerd. <laughs> Bookworm nerd. <laughs> Dweeb. <laughs> Dweeb. That's a good one. Dweeb. Right. Um, what are your overall thoughts on Disneyland? Because did you grow up going to Disneyland? <sighs> no. I went to Disneyland like a couple of times. I probably so we- went to Disneyland for like six times in my life before okay we talked about this a little bit before but yeah it's interesting because it's like i started to go to disneyland later because like it was a hot thing when i lived in orange county because we were so close to it yeah that a lot of the kids a lot of the like high schoolers and junior hires had passes well yeah you could go and be away from your parents and it was 20 minutes away um but it wasn't that crowded back in the day like you could go midweek and it was like Get in on every ride, no problem. Disneyland's nuts now. Like, crazy busy. Did you do the special passes? That's, yeah. you have to do that. Yeah. If you don't do the thing where you sign up and like, you put your name in and then you can go to those rides later. Mm-hmm. If you don't do that, you're in three hour lines. That was, we waited in line for an hour and then we had two reservations and then it was our date night. We went there, our passes. Nice. Oh, you guys got passes? Mm-hmm. Sweet. So we've kind of like hacked it. We have our good hack. And then the other thing for me, the absolute must is um, snacks in line. See, real quick, I want to hold something. if I something. can snack the whole time I'm in line. Can I hold something real quick? Yeah. Up until re- you were, you said, I don't like Disneyland unless the kids are there. This is a whole. So now you're on a date night at Disneyland. Can you explain? Becca really likes Disneyland. And she has season, she has annual passes for us for this year. And she's just really trying hard to make me like Disneyland. Do you feel like you've changed? Well, my thing about Disneyland is just the people. I really don't like being around that That many many people. people. Um, So like she planned like a whole itinerary where it was like, she was like, we're going to wait in line for one ride. Mm. You can get snacks the line i like how she's talking to you like and a child she's like we'll get you the snackies pretty much because i'm like we're going to disneyland <laughs> you're like well, we're wasting our date night I'm on literally disneyland. like and she's like listen like <laughs> i'm getting us like lightning passes for the new star wars rides and i'm like oh the new star wars rides i'm like well i do really want to go on the new star wars rides <laughs> so um anyway so it was like we waited in line for the millennium falcon and then I was like, meh, but like still the set stuff was cool. But like since going on that, my whole thought on Disneyland was like shifting a bit, bro, that was the coolest shit ever. Um, and then we went back on like, uh, what's it called? The train 
the like mine train roller coaster. I don't think I know that one. It's an old. It's like an old oh. classic. What is it? It's you're on a, a mining train through the mountains, and it's like a roller coaster. Oh, uh, Thunder Mountain Railroad. Thunder Mountain Railroad. Yeah. yeah. At nighttime, Thunder Mountain Railroad. Cool. I haven't been to Disneyland at night in years. That's pretty fun. The Disneyland at night, I think, is sick because there's all the light. Like we yeah. got to see the light parade. And also all the buildings and all the installations get lit up at night. So they're all pretty and, and cool. And so they have like this glow where not all of the plasticky sort of like amusement park You can't see it vibe, as much. Yeah. They, be, they start to feel more like an immersive like Disney experience in a certain way. I bet the Star Wars land was pretty cool at night. Pretty sick. Yeah. Because it looks, it's supposed to be dark. Yeah. It's really cool. But then like, you know, all the rides have like these little like light installations. And so... I mean, like at night when you're walking by the water in like the downtown Louisiana part. Yeah, and it's all pretty. It and, yeah. feels completely different. And they have yeah. all the nature sounds playing, which I think is really funny. That is cool. But the river, like the water looks way cooler. Yeah. The steamboat looks way cooler. That is so, like, fun. I want to go at night. That stuff's fun. Um, so I had a very positive experience. I will say what I've always stood by is I find Disneyland as a park immaculately clean. Uh, unbelievable it's insane the grounds how are there that, that many place, people and they keep it clean i don't understand i mean the park is immaculate immaculate it's perfect all the gardens all this it's like it's wild any sleeper rides that you like i feel like i love my you know my favorite ride mm. my favorite ride at disneyland is pirates of the caribbean Oh, it's so sick. The That's little, not just, a sleeper. Just sitting on the boat and looking at animatronics. I feel like most people would hate it. I love it. The Haunted Mansion is one of my favorite That's rides. Good. Yeah. Just going through the dining room. Um, I'm really excited to go on Peter Pan because I haven't been on Peter Pan in a long time. And the kids are currently obsessed with Peter Pan. So we've been telling them that we're going to go on the Peter Pan ride. So we're gonna. I think we're gonna take him at the end of September. Got it. Go on Peter Pan. So I'm very much looking forward to that because I think they're gonna freak out. Yeah, you're in a special time right now too because I feel like Ember's six. She loves Disneyland, but I do feel like when you're three, two, you when you see you know Mickey, you lose your mind. You know because you're like, oh, oh my god, it's actually here. You know, six, you're kind of like, oh, it's cute. You know, but you start to kind of see behind the curtain a little bit of life. We saw, when we were there, we saw, Becca and I saw, like, you can rent people who do, like, weddings at Disneyland. There's, like, yeah. packages. You can get the um, horse and carriage from, like, Cinderella. To come and... So, we saw a bride and groom sitting in the, in the uh... carriage thing being pulled by horses and, like, the park staff come and, like, tell you not to walk. Are you thinking about doing that? Well, no, we filmed it and showed it to Ruth, though. And she's like, oh, my gosh, like Cinderella, let them borrow it. And we were like, yeah, isn't that she's like, it's so beautiful, like all this. And then when we came out of one of the rides, the light parade was going. And who was the section we saw was Peter Pan. So we filmed like Tinkerbell and Peter Pan and Hook. And and then you showed it to her. They think it's they think it's fully real. Now, were they disappointed that they didn't get to go? Absolutely. Okay. But they were really happy that we were there waving to them. Right. And that made them, you know, they that made it like, work. Holy shit. It's kind of a nice, like they're just at that age now where they can kind of like, you can trick them. Mm-hmm. You can be like, we have fun. And then because we had fun, you could just show the video and you like that, right? Well, it's a trip, like the world that they're living in, like, you know, um, 
they watched like some like things where animals talk. Right. And then we were like, animals don't talk in real life, like just in movies. And then they went to like um, our nanny's sister's house and she has like tons of birds. They're and talking. She has talking birds. Oh, parrots and parakeets and stuff like that. Yeah. Who like sing along with lyrics. And she's like, songs. you lied to me. So she's like, we went to her sister's house and her bird talks. <laughs> yeah, I was like, wait, you told me they don't talk. I like, literally no, saw like, it. I'm just like, no, it's like, it's like, you know, I'm not going to be like, You're no, like, this it's is... just a thing. The bird doesn't, isn't aware of like what, the, like that the words have that much meaning of like, and you can't, they don't even know what, they don't even know what the words mean. So it's a trick. <laughs> but the birds like, I don't, I forget what song it sings, but it's like, back of No, <laughs> it sings Madonna. They sing some pop song and they put on it and the bird dance bird dances and then you know it's got like a slew of sayings it knows how to say so what are your thoughts on lying to your children um depends on what we're lying about okay let's get into this uh santa claus totally fine okay so are you gonna do the full out like push it as far as you can take it i'm not sure i'm not sure if like i'll pretend to be santa and like have that experience or not you gotta dude i've done it I did it every year or multiple years at least. I, I did shit like where I was like, I was outside in the suit and I was like, you know, I had Jess be like, what's that sound? And all of a sudden I'd go by and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I just saw Santa. And she's and like, what, what you would, did? Where, oh, where, you where sure? would you be? What would you guys tell her that you're like working or something? Well, no, I mean, she just thinks I'm in the other room. I mean, you know, yeah. when you're three, you're not like wonder where he is. You're just kind of like, I just fucking saw Santa. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, you're just like, you just like go around and you just kind of see me through the window and I wait and they're, oh my God. You know what I mean? It's like insane. And then when I, one year I came in when she was really young, like two, I like came into the house and I was like, I'm here to give Ember presents. And I like, dropped presents off and walked out. I had a beard and the whole thing. And she's just like, oh. <laughs> you know what I mean? And she was just like super nervous. She was like, hi, are you Ember? Oh yeah. The whole deal. And you just had the big beard on? I had a big beard, glasses, leather gloves, the whole thing. Fake leather. You know, I was like, yeah. whatever, but like off of Amazon or something, but like epic. And like, it's funny because I think about my childhood and there's like, two there's one two things that really happened when i was a kid that made me like honestly like think i think i had these experiences for like a long time even when i well past when i knew they were fake i just thought it was so visceral to me it was one was santa i was up with my sister you know i'm probably three or four she's six or seven and we hear like footsteps on the roof so i don't know if it what it was creaking i don't know what it was but it, it was christmas eve we heard like doosh 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 and my sister looked at me like that's santa and I was like, oh my God, to the point now where like, it, it, it's so real that I have to like remind myself that it wasn't an actual, actually Santa. Yeah. Uh, and another weird one I had was, <laughs> <laughs> this is, <laughs> are you ready for this one, dude? This one's insane. I was convinced uh-huh. for well past when I should have been that the tooth fairy was real because the night I lost my tooth and I was going to get, you know, a quarter for my tooth. I had a v- extremely real dream 
that the tooth fairy flew into my room, landed on my pillow, wearing a one piece, and took my my uh tooth tooth and sat there and talked to me in a one piece bathing suit. Like I distinctly remember Hot she little was <laughs> No, honestly, she was wearing a one piece. I remember that and thinking to myself like, "Oh, interesting." Well, look, Disney makes on. Disney makes all these little like these little pixies and stuff. They're all like like Tinkerbell's smoking They're all hot. cute, you know what she, I mean? And in, the, so, in the Bachelor world, Tinkerbell's a smoke show. Exactly. You know? A smoke show, yeah. <laughs> and I remember just being like, talking to her, and then she flew off. And I swear to God, it was like years of like, you can tell me she's not real, but like, I had a conversation with her. She wears a one piece, like she's great. To her. Dude, I'm telling you, one piece. <laughs> so funny. Oh, uh, it is funny the details that stand out. Like that's like a big, that's a significant aspect of the dream is like the detail of the outfit. Um. Ah, uh, well, yeah. Speaking of batch, the Bachelor world. Yes, we do have an episode to discuss. I feel like this episode is like a real stretch in trying to stay positive. Like, if you woke up in the morning, if you woke up in the morning and you said, I'm going to be positive today, like, I'm going to be a light of positivity, and then you watch that episode, like, you really have to, like, push past and decide not to get negative with this episode. I think there was some positive stuff to say, to see in this episode. I love that. Let's hear it. Okay. Let's get my, into it. Here's my, my first most favorite part of the episode was that we don't have time for the rose ceremony. <laughs> it's like brush over one of the Let's, biggest moments of the show. One of, not just the show, but the franchise. The rose ceremony is the bachelor. Literally. And the bachelorette. That is, the rose is the symbol of the show. And we decided, here's what I love. We decided to, as producers, we decided to axe the most distinguishing part of our show um, to make room for Jesse Palmer's Virgin Mobile plug, (laughs) where they spent 12 minutes talking about Virgin Mobile tours. Which I think is funny is that we had like how much time during the actual show did they have to promote this? But they wait until like they you know yeah they, like like the, like when you actually think about all the all the like there the was pr- quite a few non exciting things that happened in this episode and they chose like the most one of the most foundational things of the they could have cut out like, so many other parts. This is obviously like the in kind like partnership that the show had to use one of the like ships as the like hotel for the cast while they were in Paris. You know what I mean? Right. They were staying on one of their boats. You could have used that to have them do a bunch of activities on the boat. Yeah. And showcased the yacht experience, like, you know, the cruise experience when you're filming and have them do stuff like on the, but no, we're going to do that in the men tell all. And we're going to cut the actual episode of The Bachelor, like story progression short, and just tell you that in the rose ceremony, everyone got picked. Hooray. 
And we're just going to breeze over it. And instead, we're all just going to watch a giant commercial led by... It's Jesse Palmer's biggest moment of the half, whole season. Half of the episode was a commercial. Yeah. But I did thoroughly enjoy it. I mean, everyone looked like they were having a party. Let's the start audience with, was freaking out Let's when start they told with the them. champagne thing. Weird. Can, can we even... I can, can someone explain to me, because I haven't put any work into this, what the app even is? I, he presses a button... And then servers come out and serve champagne. So what was he even promoting? The way I imagine it is that that's a feature on the on the cruise. Oh, so if you're on the cruise, you and can you press that pay, button. And someone will my serve guess is it's a champagne to your room, or wherever you happen to be on the boat. Right, you can get it delivered to you. Yeah, which specific specific like like you're promoting an app. That you have to only use when you pay for a cruise, like that's way too specific of but a. But everyone got a free cruise. Now let's get into that. This was his Oprah moment. It was his Oprah moment, right? He loved it. He loved it, dude. <laughs> Jesse Paul, this this should have been Jesse Palmer's. This should have been Jesse Palmer's moments plus Mentel all because yeah. Jesse was just like. Everything was just like, oh my God. Yeah. But the most, I think the most brutal moment for me was last week. They previewed it and he uh -huh. goes, In this mental all, all your lives are going to be changed. Tune in for next week. Oh, yeah. And then in this one, he goes, Are you guys ready for something that's about to happen that's going to change everyone's lives forever? And then he gives everybody a cruise. It's like, I have two problems with it. Number one is, not life-changing number two it's only life-changing for the people in the studio yeah i my life wasn't changed so the millions of people watching aren't nothing's happening to their lives they're all thinking and talking about virgin mobile cruises though i will say i guess they got a lot of promotion out of it look at we're promoting it right now and i'm, I'm not even i'm not it. getting a cruise <laughs> i'm shitting on it i didn't like the fact that it was like like, I get it. The franchise always does this thing where they go, this will be the most amazing thing that you'll ever see next week. I get that. And it never is. But it, I get it. My problem was like, it was an ad for a company that sponsors a maybe, show. It was just like, bro, maybe this was they like realized, low. Maybe they realized the episode was just so bad and boring they like, that they had to not show all of it and instead give everyone a free cruise. Oh, they were to like, this is going to be it. a dud one. So let's just use this as our ad show. Now, the, their men tell all though, there was some nice tension some before moments. it diffused. Rory really showed up. Oh, I mean, Ro Roby really showed up for Roby, me. Roby, <laughs> Roby came out of nowhere. My, the man of the hour with a new look. New look, spicy new and Harry Potter new, look. New look, new Roby, dude. This guy had, he had attitude. Malfoy. Literally, he was straight up Draco Malfoy. Draco Malfoy. Magic. He was. Oh, a, and he's magic. And he's I, a magic I nailed man. It. Draco Malfoy showed up. He's Draco Roby Malfoy. Malfoy the magic and man. And you know he said that when he's like got his hair done. He's like, I'm thinking Draco Malfoy. And the guy's like, what? And he's Dude, like, so ah, it was whatever. interesting though. I went on his Instagram because I was like, what is this fool like actually like? Because he was so nervous on the show. 
And yeah, because he was so like sweet and nervous and, and like not this, whatever like, this one was. He's like, let me talk. Let me talk. Like you could just shut the fuck up right now. He's and swearing like, at people, calling what? people out. It was like what? And I love that someone was like, wait, why are you commenting on everything? You were in the house for like four hours. It was funny because he goes, he's literally calling everyone out. Yeah, he's calling everybody. Well, you should have known, you know this, that, the other. You need what to step up, be a man, and fuck. He was like loved the f word too. Yeah. He was dropping f bombs like crazy. He's just like, you need to step up, and this and that, and you need to like, what is it? What do you choose? What do you choose? And to the point where like people who actually were on his side technically were like, yo, Roby, chill, dude. Like you were there for like two days. Like, Not even. They were like, you were there for the afternoon. Why are you even? Who are you? <laughs> What made me laugh was thinking he was coming into this show thinking, I'm going to make a moment for myself. I didn't really do it last time. I got kicked off too quick. I was too nice. I'm going to like, I'm going to change the hair. I'm going to, I'm going to be aggressive and kind of like spark it up. He tried and got shut down immediately. He was close. <laughs> he he was little, close. If he would have kept pushing, he could have done it, but he, he's like, I'm going to, I'm going to have a moment. I'm going to be the bad guy on this one. And he got just absolutely drop excited so fast. He because he got too he got too big for too his aggressive. britches. He got too aggressive. He took too many openings. He should have just slowly ramped up. For a moment there, though, it was really just Jesse and Roby, and it was really I was really loving it because I was like I was freaking out inside. I was like jumping out of my skin because it was so cringy. But I was like, thank God for Roby because this is so much fun. I'm like. <sighs> He was really taking command. He was <laughs> he was so aggressive too. He was the epitome of someone who's trying to be aggressive and it, it doesn't come natural to them. Because he's just like, you need to... And everybody's like, whoa, what, was, what yeah. is happening? But I, I also like there at the end when the girls saw his hair and they were like, oh my God. And he's like, oh, would you have kept me on if I was blonde? And Rachel's like, no. And Gabby's he's like, like yep. yeah. And he's like, and she's like, I'm just kidding. Because <laughs> like, he's like, really? Poor guy. He's just way out of his depth. Okay, but so I went on his Instagram, and his Instagram shows like a totally different person. Not yeah. just the blonde hair, not that just that there's hardly any pictures of him with blonde hair on it, but there's like this totally other persona that seems to be there. And I found out he went to Princeton, which is wow. like... But what do you mean by other persona, as in like he's the nice guy we saw in the beginning? He seems like a bad boy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Maybe since the show, he's kind of trying to push the back. No, it seems like pretty consistent. There's like a slight, like, there's like a very sardonic humor. And he seems just like a, like a bad boy magic guy. Whoa. Magic man. He's like, I'm going to steal your heart, baby. Magic man, mommy. Yeah, he was insane. It was wild. He, maybe he was. So, so the, here's the question then. What I didn't see though was the meatball. They teased meatball pouring. You didn't see it? sauce all over his head no i i think oh, i think yeah. becca didn't pause it what happened did he fight somebody no, no. he just got up there well, and poured no. meat we'll, sauce we on can himself? get it we can get to that point it's toward the end but real quick with roby here's the question is he playing nice guy or playing bad boy which role is he playing was his natural state in the show or was his natural state post show men tell all this is the Roby. This is a Roby conundrum. It is a little bit of Roby conundrum. I think it's closer to the post show, except that he was just pushing too hard. Because I think he's in a room full of a bunch of guys he really doesn't like. Oh, well. Let's. I mean, like the Avon date was good. 
The Avon date was good. I felt like Tino's parents should have taken should have taken a card out of Avon's parents' book, which was like, we have concerns. Let's voice our ideas, but let's also be accepting and kind. His dad did. His dad was like great. At Perfect. He asked some great questions, and at the end, he said, "You know what? And you love her. We accept her under under our family." Where Tino's parents were like trying to prove some sort of weird point versus. So I, I felt like it was awesome. It was like a real. You know when you see parents that like have concerns and they really care about their kid, but they also like support their kid. It was like that was exactly how you should do My it. My favorite part of it was when Rachel was like, "Look, I'm really nervous to meet your parents." And he's like, "There's nothing to be nervous about." And she's like, "I thought, you know, they're talking about the rejection." And he's like, "Well, <laughs> yeah, like funny. there's never been one where like both parents have accepted her. Like always one of them has like never liked her." Right. But they've never met someone at the same time. So this is actually the first time that's yeah. ever going to happen. Because they haven't been in the same room in like a like, decade. Yeah. I like, also, I think shit. it's the, the first time they've been in the same room since he graduated college, like six <laughs> years like, earlier. So he's walking in. So and she's so, walking into like some like strife. She, he's like trying to get her to not be nervous. And he's like, yeah, like I actually really didn't consider that. Like that's massive. That's huge for me. <laughs> like, and she's like standing there like. Uh, fresh off a of Tino. Like, like trying not buzzing. to be traumatized. Yeah. And he's like, no, there's like nothing to be worried about. This is no big deal. But also like. There's all these like first time factors like this is actually this is massive, but like, don't worry about it. It should be it's, fine, even though they've never accepted someone before and they've, they never hang out together. And it's really special and important to me on like multiple levels. But like, that's, you know, don't worry about that. This is really like, it's no big deal. Yeah. And Rachel's funny because she definitely wears her like, you know, I will say it was something that was really funny. And this, this made me laugh and also was like, I had like a, not a critique, but I was like, how come there's no strategy here? My whole thing is like, you're going to get one question every single house you go to. And the question's always the same. One of the parents goes, so what about my son? Do you really like? Oh my what? gosh. And, 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 I'm and, so and, sick of that question. But no, but I'm saying, but whether it's a good question or not is meaningless. What is important is that you got to come up with an answer. Like know what you're going to say. I just... But no, she, this is what She's she goes. Just so open. No, 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 no. That's that's better. That's a better answer. What she killed me. She goes. He goes. So what about my son? Like personally, means a lot to you, and what sticks out. She goes. You know, I I, I like him so much, and the things I like about him can't really be described. <laughs> <laughs> like that answer killed me because it's almost like saying like if you're in a job interview and they're like, "What are you good at?" You're like. Mm. <coughs> My skills are more ideal. You they're, know, they're, they're more they're really hard to pin down. They're, they're, they're conceptual skills. And you're just kind of like, what? Like, I'm like, Rachel, how have you not come up with just even just kind of a line at this point where you're like, oh, well, he's a generous person and his willingness to be open when times are t- like, just have a line. But just to go in and go, you know, his his attributes are truly undescribable well, he's very agreeable <laughs> i can tell you me. there's very few things i bring up that he's not absolutely <laughs> in love with yeah it just killed me i was just like it's, it's, it's indescribable you know what i think saved her was when the dad was asking her about her like commitment and she was like if i had to tell you like right now like no i'm not 100 it was, it was honest yeah and he she was like but i could see us getting there yeah and he was like this is gonna be just fine like it, you're not completely yeah. lost in this 
It was the epitome. I think that's of, all the parents really want to hear is like, no, I'm not like I'm not ready to get married to him today, but your son is amazing, and I could see myself having a future with him. But we need to develop it further. Then mm. all these parents are like, wow, that's actually like a lot. That sounds very logical. That's an honest answer. Yeah, and so they like let things go because you're like praising their child. And they're like, you know, but it's not happening today. It's like, okay. Because I think a lot of parents are like forgetting that there's more time to spend. Yeah, it's true. And they feel like the engagement's happening like right then and there. Not much. Like two weeks. Yeah, but still there's more, there's more shit to go down. Yeah. And they just like, that's what, that's at least the feeling I always get is like they're giving their consent for them to get married like tomorrow. Right. I like the honesty there. I liked when she kind of just was like... Now, it's interesting. I wonder if that was just more of an admission to being like, he's not a front runner. I was wondering the you same You know what I mean? Thing. Like with Tino, where she clearly has a problem with his family, but like other than that, she clearly is like, seems to be massively infatuated with him. Like if the mom and dad asked that same question, would she be like, I'm ready? Well, also, I know, right? Also... Avon said, who is my choice, by the way. Yeah, Avon's great. Avon said um, that he is falling in love with her. And instead of saying that she was falling in love with Avon, she was like, you have no that idea how much lot. that means to yeah. me. By the way, both our picks are still in. It's true. Yours was Tino, right? Eric. Eric. So, I thought with that haircut, he would have been out so early. I think that the haircut's actually the key. He's fun, you know? This is risky. I hate that. <laughs> um, okay, so the Avon date happens. Um, dude, how funny, by the way, on that date was that, like, you know, that, like, love magic lady oh my gosh and she's like how you doing you were like there's nothing in this episode i'm like dude i actually yeah, thought honestly it, to be honest now that we're kind of coming shit. in that she was just like well, how you doing i'm from she's, new york how no, you doing it was you just gotta follow ya hot yeah i literally wrote down follow ya hot it was just hat like you hey he's a deal you gotta follow ya hat it's a fucking deal, okay? A bada boom, bada bing, okay? Get your ass in here, get your bang boom, get yeah, Like, it was literally <laughs> like her accent was so New York thick that, like, it's, listen, you follow you. It's Boston, it's Massachusetts, baby. Oh, was it, it wasn't New York, it no, was more Massachusetts. It's Mass- Salem, oh, it was like, Massachusetts. Boston. They're in oh, yeah. Salem where the witch trials were. So that's so, why they were seeing a witch. Right. But she's like, you want My, me to take you in the back and do a love po- and do a, lo- a love spell? <laughs> it's funny. My brain was just connecting to like a New York accent. Just but I guess now that so I'm thinking about it, I wasn't even thinking about that. Just like so many cigarettes. And she was like, yeah, I can do this. I got this. I was, it was so funny. And then Boston, Boston mass. Dude, what I love though is like Rachel had clearly like, she was like, Holy shit! Like this woman's like, an actual witch. Like, 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 How you doing? doing? Come on back. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> I got a fucking pentagram table. Rachel, you need more. <laughs> you need more out of this guy. Am I right? Like every woman ever out of like the guy they went. They're like, yeah, yeah. I want more emotional. I want more emotion from him. It's like that's pretty safe. 
probably a pretty safe guess. And then she takes some like powder and just like yeah. sprays it on the like flame. And it's it goes, like <laughs> wood dust. Yeah, and, and, it then just she, and then Rachel goes, it was more. It was more just like she's all when you think of a witch or someone in that line of work, you think of like greetings. Come on, come in, come in. You know what I mean? You think of this like, like, not like, not like DMV, <laughs> like a DMV worker. Not like, like a fucking, how you fucking doing? Come on in. You don't think of like the reception lady from Monsters Inc. Who's like, <laughs> Mike Wazowski. <laughs> well, by the way, did you see it had a pentagram on it? Like that was like a heavy yes. metal table. And also, you know, it was brutal. They, I love that the bachelor though, you they know, added. That, they covered up the pentagram. They covered all. No, I saw it. They covered it up oh, with you're saying all during, the candles yes, and yes. shit. And then she bumped into it and broke all the shit that they put on top of it. Well, did it, you hear the the fake like sound they superimposed? Like the table fell, and the sound that they superimposed was. Oh yeah, it was like everything. And then like, you look at the table; it's not even broken. Nothing broke. Yeah, it but was there was like, like candles and stuff. But yeah, they they, they made just, it. They made it sound like the whole table shattered oh, so into an oblivion. Follow your heart. <laughs> that is a merch. Follow, Follow. Y A hat. Yeah, H A A A A A T. H A R T. Your heart. Use your hat, dude. Hayden wasn't there. Devastating. Uh, there was a guy dressed as Rambo that was in the audience. I thought, you know what I thought was weird is just like how out of control the guys went on the Hayden situation when they were like, when they were doing like the free Rambo situation. Yeah. Like, they like took it. They just went a step too far. This isn't to defend Hayden. I just like, I am... Um, I don't know. Like, we don't need to make a bigger deal. Like, he sunk himself so bad. You don't need to, like... Like, your opportunity to be seen on Men Tell All doesn't yeah. need to be just, like, taking the easy shot. For me, it was also more about the dog. It was, like, free Rambo. It, it was, like, what does Rambo have to do with anything? Yeah, like, for me, it was, like... That's a sad story that there's a doggy out there that has, like, issues... You know, I'm like, oh, that's sad. But, like, let's focus just more on the fact that Hayden said some shit that was lame. We don't think we need to bring the, like, no, dog into also, this. like, his dog probably had a great life. Hayden probably hated humans. Where, like, you know, even if he has, like, a thing against women, he sounds like he really liked his dog. <laughs> it was just a weird, like, thing to talk about the dog. I'm I don't just know. pointing just, it out. It's like, yeah. for me, it's like, it's not really... I don't know. I was just, I'm with you of like the dog is like, they don't, it, the two are separate items Completely here. Completely separate. I don't think we need to bring the dog into this. I don't think so either. Um, but, and it was also one of those things too of like, I felt like a little bit with the drama of Hayden is like, it was an asshole move. But I also felt like it was not interesting if he's not there to have like a dialogue about it. Like I wanted like the ladies to like go off on him. I wanted Rachel to like call him out. And I wanted that like interaction. So the fact that like he wasn't there made it very like weird that they were just like multiple people were just talking about him and almost just repeating what we all felt and knew and saw. It just didn't feel like anything new happened. That's because my of issue it. with it. Is so like, I was like, I'm like, I wanted the like cheap, drama of it. They're cheap shots. They're not like nothing you're saying is interesting. Um, Nothing was new. No new takes on it. What I did like was what's the blonde guy with the ponytail who's like kind of a 
I think he's kind of a dingus. Jacob? Um, no. Yeah, Jacob. Jacob. Um, I really liked Roby being like, I don't really have, like, I thought you were very direct in what you said. You were just kind of an asshole. That was Roby's, like, oh, that was Roby's ob- opening line, yeah, by the way. You're kind of wild. A, you're kind of a dick or whatever he no, said. No, he said asshole. Well, he said asshole. He yeah, said, but no, I was I like. what you're saying, but you did it in like an asshole way. It was like, yeah, that's kind of like, that's the whole issue is like, he was just direct and upfront. He was just an asshole. One thing for me was like, I don't, the tears for me, I'm like. Oh, at the I end. Bet the me- like, I bet the messages he got for like from all of that were like probably really affected him and but i was like i he probably was traumatized by like bad that's what like, i'm saying by the fact that like he got wrecked and he probably had no online presence he really before. needed and he had to create that opening for himself because he really didn't like get the jesse didn't give him an opening for that no but i did like i did feel like yeah the tears could have been forced or whatever but i do feel like he handled it as best as you could handle totally it. like he he literally went right for it right away he said i messed up i'm embarrassed i shouldn't have done that i'm learning i'm so sorry he didn't try to go well you or well uh, he just he just went all the way who, apologies and i think because of that he won it over like he was who bothered me was um logan did really well after the very first thing he said because the first thing he said was they were jesse was like teasing and he's like oh like what were the best parts for you of dating two girls and logan's like the lessons I learned. <laughs> it's a little, That's, it's a little pandering. Yeah. Like, okay. Okay, Logan, the lessons you learned. It was like, a little pandering. Are you a better guy for going through this process too? Classic. Like, it's, it's like very like obvious answers. I was very not, political. I was not into that, but the rest of his stuff, I thought he defended really well. Like when everyone was trying to get on his case about the situation, he's like, look, like if I'm seriously considering the woman that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, I don't want to have any doubts and that's what I did. So like maybe it wasn't handled right, but whatever. And I just kind of dug that and everyone else, everyone's like, yeah, okay. Okay. Yeah. It, and it was tough too. Cause it was like the guys who were the most mad with him were the guys that got kicked off the same week he got stay. He got, he stayed on. So they were like, we could have stayed if you wouldn't have been there. And it's like, I understand people's anger with Logan and I think it's valid to some extent. And I think his point of being like, wow, this is, I'm talking about the woman I'm going to marry. I want to make sure I go after it. I think that's valid as well. I think the most valid concern with Logan to me is that he's looks like he's trying to look like Matthew Perry. <laughs> he does look like Matthew Perry. My biggest concern <laughs> with him was that the fact of, um, I forgot who brought it up, but someone brought up the point and they said, were you just trying to like play the game to stay on? And I was like, that's the only, in my opinion, valid comment about his situation where it's like, other than that, it's like the guy wanted thought he got picked by one. He was a little like, I think I'm into her. I'm thinking. And then he realized halfway through, I'm not, I'm into Gabby goes for Gabby. He, you know what I mean? Like at the end of the day, it's like, he went for it. He was true to his heart, blah, blah, blah. Where the, like the problem comes up is like that. He didn't tell Rachel. He took rachel's rose like that is the dilemma there that is the like ooh, it's hard to debate that um but i just don't like that they were like we could have stayed on if you wouldn't have done that it was like that's a weird move like no, you're I'm, not mad that like he pulled a weird move you're mad that he might be took your you're spot you're focusing on the rules you're not really focusing on the like that you never the stood morality a to begin with. of the situation now what did you think about the whole situation with nate what do you mean well, like, okay, so what's, what I thought was funny was 
Jesse's like building Nate up this whole time and he's like, yeah, you had a really good connection, right? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Like he was just finished crying. And he's like, and then he slammed on so him. now the rumors. He's like, so, and so, so now in. that we kind of built up your niceness, um, you were uh, lying to these women about your child and you were cheating on them. So yeah. talk about that. And he's like, <laughs> he's yeah. just like and he's like, yeah, basically like I'm not the man to, like today. I'm not the man that I was. And that was enough for then like, what the fuck is his name to step in and just be like a truly great man. Da, 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 da. Yes. And he says that. And then right after he says that Jesse's like, couldn't have said it better. And it's just like, and we're done roasting Nate. And now like we're moving on. And it was sort of like, bro, that was the weirdest. Like, yeah. Cause it's funny. He I've... was dating two women. Oh my gosh. That was yeah. like Jesse. The moment the opening happened, Jesse's like, and we're, Nate's a great guy and conversation over. Nate, get out of the hot seat. And Which he's like, brings cool, me to contractual the, obligation it, to question Nate's rumors. Done. Nate goes, hey, listen, like, you're right. I messed that up. And then when he gets called out for dating two women, he goes, you're right. I shouldn't have done that. And I'm not that same person anymore. Like, he owned any mistakes he made. Jesse, though, was definitely the one that was like, where are you, Jesse? Like you're you're in sales mode. You're like a salesman right now. Jesse you're selling like, products. You're trying to be like, I don't. Yeah, it was, it was very strange. Jesse was just really focused on his Virgin Mobile moment, and he really didn't want a uh, not mobile Virgin Cruises moment. Yes, and he just really didn't want any negative attitude lingering for his for for his. Next he wanted commercial. it to all be positive. He just wanted a party. But I just I think like look, I do think Nate handled it well. I just I mean, what are you gonna say? Like, what do you... Well, I just felt like he... What else can you say? Well, I like that he owned it. I think that's my thing with Jacob, too, is like, when you just own your mistakes all the way, and you don't try to go like, well, you screwed me, or you just go, yeah, it's embarrassing. I shouldn't have done that. I messed up. I'm like, dude, that's the only way to handle a mistake. You oh, can't... I think it would have been, to me, it, it would have been totally fine if there wasn't... If that guy hadn't have interceded... Like, Nate didn't need any help. It just, like, it came off so douchebag bro-y to me at the end, the moment that he talked about, like, a mark of real greatness is, like, raising other men up or, like, some shit like that. Yeah. And then Jesse was, like, football Jesse was, like, all over that yeah. shit. And I was like, dude, this feels very locker room vibes to me. <clears throat> it was. And I was just like, this is weird. Jesse was on one, dude. I just thought it was weird as the host of the show to just be, like... I don't know. Well, it, I think, it was just a vibe, and I was. Yeah, just not... I agree. I feel like Jesse. To be honest with you, I'm very hit or miss with Jesse. Some parts I like Jesse, and then some parts I feel like he's vying to maybe get on another show or to like build his star, versus like just being like almost like I feel like if you want to be a good host, you almost got to be like a journalist, impartial, but also like going for it. And I feel like Jesse gets more interested in his like character. And we're just like, is, and that's hilarious. This or, is my thing. He does a lot of like, oh, are we? It's a lot of like, okay, can we Unfortunately, chill? Chris Harrison had to be such a douchebag because he was a very good host for the show. Right. Uh, and then the girls came out kind of uneventful. No, no, like real craziness. Just like, you know, the Logan comment was talking to Rachel and kind of being like, hey, I'm really sorry. I didn't find that time to like talk to you. Um nothing ever really crazy came from that um then there was the uh like movie another commercial for the movie had the actors come out i missed that 
Wait, what? I honestly must have missed that. I no, was the whole in, end. I was, I think I was like making food in the kitchen or something. I was like cleaning up from a snack or something. Becca didn't, there was a moment where I went to do something and Becca didn't pause the show. Oh, it was like the whole last 20 minutes. <laughs> so I missed meatball. I missed meatball pouring sauce oh, on himself. Okay. So basically, um, so they had a couple of the actors come out. Do you know who Billy Eichner is? Yeah. Billy on the street. Yeah. Awesome. I like Billy on the street. Love Billy on the street. So he was out. They were being funny. It was all good. You know, but it was a little bit one of those awkward situations, though, where like they're there to promote a movie on a show that is not known for promoting movies. The There's show was promoting a movie, which was like a little forced. So everyone's kind of like, so it was a mixture of wait, like, wait, wait. So you're, I just, what I missed was that again, just going back to the beginning, we didn't have time yes. to watch the rose ceremony, but we had time to promote Virgin Cruises and Billy Eichner's new movie. It, you know, for me, it was like, first of all, amazing that they're doing a full-blown major motion picture that is like all gay cast. So it was like the first one ever done. And I think that was really, really cool. And like, has nothing to do with like the beauty of like what's happening. But like the whole episode was like one big commercial for a bunch of other stuff that has nothing to do with the show. It's Billy Eichner helped write the screenplay. Yeah, so it's called Bros. And Stoller and Judd Apatow are producing the film. Yeah, it looked really funny. Okay. Um, but you I know, like this. But you know, it's like, it was just another kind of like slightly forced situation. Billy Eichner was funny. He made the most of it. But I don't know. It was just like... You know, they're pushing a movie in the middle of an episode. It's I mean, odd. It's just adding it's commercial. Like it's not a tonight show where they come on and like the literal show is designed to promote your thing. It was like you're in the middle of this selling, thing and they're, they're selling so much stuff. That's my issue with the ba the bachelor is so goddamn cheap. ABC is what's really cheap. Yeah. You know, like ABC is who's making these decisions ultimately. And they're just using every opportunity to just like sell stuff because i bet that the i you know i bet that the women tell all and the men tell all um i feel like those are fire episodes normally yeah so i feel like they have higher rating so they're probably charging a shitload of money for commercials and stuff yeah to happen during the show but i will say it must have been like when they, you have like high engagement you know everyone's watching it so maybe they just knew that we weren't going to get much drama maybe they like found out hayden wasn't going to be there and stuff and chris i remember chris wasn't gonna be there the guy who yeah. was like so it's like they probably knew the two the two biggest you know enemies on the show weren't going to be there. So they're like, okay, well we can just use this to sell a bunch of stuff. Uh, but basically, what happened behavior. was um, Billy Eichner, and then they talked about um, Meatball. They were doing this game called Do's and Don'ts of Dating or Do's and Don'ts on a Date. And so at one point in time, they show the the video of Meatball like dousing himself, and they were like, "Is this a do or a don't?" And then the guys were like, "Actually, I liked it." And then Billy Eichner brought out like a massive pot, and then he threw it on himself so it was like a moment and then meatball took it ballhead took it really far he tackled billy eichner while covered in meat sauce ruining billy eichner's like probably designer clothing i was like you don't what is he i mean he might be wearing like high-end stuff and you just ruined all his clothes that's the first thing i thought i don't know what that means but first thing i thought <clears throat> it was what it was, was the just, reaction to him tackling everyone was laughing you know it was like jesse was very uncomfortable the whole time he definitely was like, I don't like the meatballs, you know. 
I can agree with Jesse behind this. Okay. This is all, all a right. mystery to me. I would say my reaction to this man pouring meat sauce on himself in front of a live audience, I would just, it would make me sad. It would make me sad more than anything. You'd probably see me just like in the audience, just like shedding a single tear for meathead, ballhead. Because again, no one remembers the name that this person's mother gave him. He's just literally took his chance to be deemed ballhead forever. (laughs) And like... You're the guy who's known for com- coming on the Bachelor franchise and just pouring meat sauce all over yourself. Well, he's a character actor. Not everyone, can be, not not that, everyone can be leading man. No, you know? The thing is, though, is like he's not an actor. Did he make it? Did he touch sand? Let me ask that. Uh, um, Does Ballhead touch sand? I don't remember if Ballhead touches sand, but Jacob and and logan big we know time. Ja- we know that logan touched sand yeah. there's a, and jacob like they look like they're well, both they have say a really logan's a hot commodity yeah. and then there's the clip of the night vision of the girl farting with logan in bed yes so funny so to me. funny who are they burning with that they're really burning some poor girl who just farted in her they sleep they definitely are not holding they're not pulling any punches these days no they're going for it all the way they're like if you're on the show you're going to get cooked. Dude, it's, it reminds me of like road rules versus, you know, real yeah, world. Old MTV stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, dude, we're coming down to the finish line here, bro. We are. Should we make a prediction right now? Who wins both sides? Or does someone win or do they not win? Or does someone walk off or does the whole thing fall apart? Did any of the girls look engaged to you? Like glowing engaged yeah they look in love i don't know i didn't get a read gabby looked in really high spirits she, yeah she seemed happy i think gabby has some real pros- prospects on her side i think gabby ends up with eric gabby. and i think rachel ends up with i'm gonna say tino mm. I mean, look, this reminds me, it reminds me a little bit. Shit, I just pulled that off the wall. It reminds me a little bit of, um, who were those idiots? Um, (laughs) Who were those idiots? When Hannah Brown chose the dog, the dog food jingle guy. Here, move your mic for me. When Hannah, when Hannah chose the dog food jingle guy. Oh, yeah. And she was like trying to convince her parents without saying as much. She's like, we're going to become like Instagram famous mommy and daddy. And like it's music career is going to take off because I'm going to be the bachelorette. Oh, him. Yeah. He has a future when really he's like, yeah, I've sold one song and I wrote like a dog food (laughs) tune for a shitty commercial. No one's seen. And, And then his whole family, when she's meeting his whole family, they're like, he's an idiot you shouldn't be anywhere near him (laughs) like his whole family threw him under the bus and was like yeah this dude had like a full-blown like stable girlfriend he threw to the side of the road for this show to go on this show and now you're coming home after like spending four hours with him and you're telling us you guys are going to get married his whole family was telling her that and then she chose him despite everything so what's your guess well, my guess is you're probably right. I think that there's a lot of strength in everyone telling you that this person's the wrong decision. And then you're like, I'll prove all of you wrong. Because mm. um, everyone else looks too easy. Look at Avon. Avon's so stable. Stable, Avon's kind. so sweet, handsome. And he's going to take, he's like, you know, there's nothing. There's nothing there's wrong. No, there's no danger. There's no there, red there, flags There's no risk. All. I think she wants yeah. to reform someone. I like a little danger. 
I'd be lying if I said I didn't. I mean, look, it's not like, you know, dating Becca is dangerous. <laughs> oh my God. Just turned into- <laughs> You're like, I just spit all over myself. <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I think, so you're, you're agreeing with me. Yeah. I think Tino's a good call. Tino and, and, um, uh, I really want to go with the quiet guy who, um, I can't remember his name. Maybe that's the reason I shouldn't go with him over Eric, but I just really like the, the, he just seems like such a stable pillar for Gabby. We're not talking about what you, what you want. We're talking about what you think. Well, I want to say what I want and I want him to be the guy who wins. I want him to win. Well, uh, we'll see. I mean, we're a couple weeks out. It's true. We'll see. Or, or it might be one of those things where like something falls apart and someone goes, actually, I'm not ready. And then boom, the whole thing falls apart, which That's we true you know, too. can very much happen in this situation. So, which I also be think for anyone in this show is a bullet dodged. Oh, interesting. I do think, I mean, like, look, well, the track record would say so. The track record would agree with you. It's definitely easier to come off this show not being engaged. Well, look what it did. It gave them another show. Totally. Just keep it going. Exactly. They're coming back again. For the producer. I mean, there's no loss for the, we just love, we love their story more. That's true. We get more invested in it. Well, we love you guys. As always. Have an amazing weekend. Enjoy it. In whatever way you enjoy it. Maybe you'll play golf. Maybe you'll go to Disneyland. Mm. Take a deep breath. Be here now. Don't stress. Relax. Be present. Don't don't go scrolling. Don't let the pressures of the world consume you take control of your mindset take control of your peace (laughs) we love you guys we'll see you next week (laughs) he's just going (sighs) bye Jetson.